Welcome to Parenting on Autism 2.0, the podcast that provides support and resources for parents raising children with autism. I'm your host, Sybil Burrows, better known as Sid Sibink, and I'm with... New episode, who's this? Sharona Ford, also known as Blues Brothers TPC. Hey, Sharona. So let's just get into this episode First of all, I'm super excited that we could get together after such a long break. I have, I feel like I haven't seen you in years, but it's only been a short amount of months. And we have so much to cover with the changes in this last seven months that we've gone through. We talked about life being lifing, you know, mm-hmm. and life has definitely been like lifing for me over here. And for me too. So why don't you tell me about what's going on with you and Seth and Cyrus in the world of the Blues Brothers TPC? Okay, so let's see. We participated. Um, Blues Brothers was actually a sponsor for the Bike to the Beach. We were at the starting point assisting um, the bikers with um, beverages and fruits and things to get them started for this the long haul. This was their haul. second year, wasn't it? Yes, this is our second year participating. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So much fun um, bringing awareness to autism. Yeah. And then school for the boys in August. They yeah. went to um, middle school. So transitioning from middle school i know the last time we talked you were talking about moving from dc to maryland Maryland. so did that happen that did happen so it was a big transition for me and the boys so we actually moved from dc to maryland which then caused them to have to go to a maryland school not only a maryland school but middle school tell us about that It was hard. It was very hard. The boys, um, taking the boys from the only bedroom that they knew, the only living room that they knew, um, you know, children on the spectrum adapt to um, routine. Mm -hmm. So their whole routine was disrupted. So you moved. So how did they transition from the bedroom situation? Because I know that Seth and Cyrus love their space and they're like, you know, adapt to the routine. Take me through that. I think where I messed up at was what I should have done was move their entire bedroom and just took everything that was in their bedroom and put it in the new place. So that way they would know that this is their new place. But, you know, when you move, you want to throw out with the old and in with the new. Well, I'm going to like backtrack with you because I think that if you can keep things consistent with our community, then it's a lot tougher for them to adapt to the change. So with you not doing the same, same, they force them to change. And the one thing is with us and teaching our individuals, you have to force that change. Yeah, you have to force it. Mm -hmm. It's tough on us Mm -hmm. because we have to deal with the backlash. Yeah, we have to deal the brunt. You know, uh, I mean, 
kudos that you didn't take that bedroom set back in there. I, I wanted to, well, maybe not the bedroom set, but maybe I could have did the same colors, the same comforters, maybe the same rug, something, because Seth really had a hard time adjusting. He wanted his old room, and he sure. could not understand. It took him at least three weeks to understand. He wouldn't even stand on the carpet in the living room. Yeah. He was standing on my feet. Yeah. And wanting to cry and scream and go back out the door because he's like, no, I want to go home, home. So take me through when it clicked for him. It was about three weeks later. I guess he realized day this in and day out, now. we keep coming back to this place. This must be it. I threw Remember everything when away. when I first met you, though, I told you that you have to force change. Mm -hmm. When they first came to the house here in Ellicott City, and I was like, no, you have to incorporate change. Because mm -hmm. if you keep it the same when the change comes, it's going to be more difficult. Yep. And that was one of the things that I forced mm -hmm. the girls. Even if I stayed 10 minutes or 20 minutes, I had to have them be able to adapt to the daily change. The new surrounding. I would yeah. buy new stuff and Sabrina would throw it out of her room. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, move her room around. Mm -hmm. And then, and move, then it move it back. back. Yeah. And then I'd move it right back. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, we got to negotiate. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you didn't do that. That That's yeah. good. What else? Um, so we, I threw everything away, the couch, the, the kitchen stuff, everything got thrown away. We literally moved with just the TVs in our clothes. So everything was different. He didn't understand. He couldn't understand. And then, um, the school bus came to pick him up and that was new for him. He almost got put off the bus. Sure. We way. already went through that summer yeah. school. <laughs> The, the, them riding the yellow bus to school now was definitely different and a challenge. Um, so it, how long did it take him to, like, adapt to the bus? About three weeks. Everything so everything took was about three weeks. three weeks. That's not a bad thing. It's not. Um, no. I got punched and I got kicked and I got bit. And, and uh, mm -hmm, a couple of chairs broken. A um, couple of aides on the bus um, quit. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they almost got put off the bus. Yeah. Um but we came up with a way where they can have their phones on the bus and have their snack on the bus, which keeps mm -hmm. them occupied and busy um, until the bus gets to the school. Well, I'm glad they, you know, adjust. Sometimes the school system's so rigid, mm -hmm. you know, the rigid, like not wanting to bend and be flexible to our community. I'm glad they allowed some of that flexibility with them. Yeah, they definitely had to, if we were going to make it work because it, it was no way they, switched bus drivers and oh, switched yeah. aides at least five I'm times. I'm sure the bus driver's like, I'm not driving them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, no. So funny thing, I got a ring cam. And so I put the boys on the bus one day. And, of course, as they're getting dressed, I'm getting dressed. I'm ready to go to work. So I put them on the bus, and I go to work. I work 10 minutes up the street. And as I'm getting out of my car to walk into the building, I hear my ring cam go off. I look at my ring cam, the bus pulled back up. Get the flew, hell off this bus. I flew back home. <laughs> they were dropping them back off. Get the hell off this he bus. He said he could not take them. No. The boys were too um, aggressive. Too aggressive. They're, they were having too many behaviors. He said that he couldn't even get down the street. He had to pull over too many times. So he was bringing them back. I said, listen, I have to work. I, I yanked them up and put them right back on the bus. Y'all sit here and do what y'all supposed to do. That's I gave right. them their Go snacks. I gave them their phone. And I told the bus driver, this is not an option. Mm -hmm. Like, they have to ride this bus. You guys have to work with me. Mm -hmm. I apologize right. for the Good. spitting and the hitting and the kicking. But 
we have to work this out like together. And this please. was all within that three week. Yeah, period. this was all within the three. He, he, the bus driver actually came back twice to drop them off. But one time I called him and then the next day he told me I came back and um, no one was here. So I just let them calm down. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, OK, so mm-hmm. I, I, I basically. Now, are they riding the special ed bus or are they included in? No, it's a special bus. So this driver mm-hmm. knows that he's. Transporting, transporting special needs children, yes. And he wasn't equipped? I don't think that he was equipped for Seth and Cyrus. Mm-hmm. No one really is equipped for Seth and Cyrus. <laughs> they be twinning. <laughs> <laughs> they be twinning for real. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Um, they, they'll give you a hard time. I mean, it was a lot for them to process. The the, the new home, the new school, sure. the new transportation to school, you know, the new bedroom. How about the new, how about the new feelings that are going on in Seth and Cyrus' body? Yeah. It's adolescence. Mm-hmm. So everything. Is different. Is different. Mm-hmm. So what's happening with that? And then also, well, the boys had a birthday. They turned 11 in August. Mm-hmm. So we've been dealing with a lot of different things. Um, they're starting to get hairs on their underarms, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and, and different things like that. They don't really understand. I think, mm-hmm. I think they're just, we're, we're one day in it at a time. Have you, um, incorporated any of that into the IEP? Uh, we have an IEP meeting actually next month. Okay. I would, um, incorporate some of that pack that they can teach them mm-hmm. in the IEP. I know that that's what we did with Sydney and Sabrina. Mm-hmm. We separated in middle school. Mm-hmm. So one went to one school, the neighborhood school, which is the, they call it the home school. And then Sydney went to a school over by where Aunt Deatra lived, Oakland Mills Middle. And that was like the worst for them. To be separated. I know we talked, you separated them in elementary. Yeah, they had to be separated. They were too much for one school mm-hmm. um, in elementary. And now they're in the same school. And they How's actually. How's that going? Um, not too good. Do you have the same team, the same IEP team for both? Yes, mm-hmm. I do. I do have the same IEP team. They're actually in the same school, but they do not take the same classes. Right. They They're only separated. see each other in the morning and at lunch. Because one is more advanced than the other. Cyrus. Yes. Cyrus likes to cook. Cyrus can work the microwave. The, Cyrus can work a lot of different things. He he loves the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Seasons mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the air fryer mm-hmm. and the stove He's now. Busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, we used to have an electric stove, but now we have the fire stove. So I have yes. to actually pull the knobs. Yeah, gas. Yeah. We have to actually pull the knobs off. We did that. Because he's experimenting with paper and the fire. Uh, right. So it, it that's definitely different. But we still have to do that when the girls come to visit. Because Sabrina wants to make her pasta, tuna pasta. And she'll take everything out and put the water. She swears she can make it all. <laughs> and she can... With me in the kitchen, mm-hmm. not with me upstairs. Yeah. So when they come to visit, I still, direction. Have, I still have to take the knobs off. I came down and she had water boiling. Mm. And I'm like, no, I'm not ready for you to make this without me <laughs> here in the kitchen. She's like, tuna pasta, Sybil. Tuna pasta. I'm like, yeah, with me in this kitchen. You're not going to burn down this building, baby. <laughs> Do you remember the transition for the girls in the junior high? Yeah, it was. it was... Like an MFR for me. Mm-hmm. It was like the worst time. 
mm-hmm. um, because of all of they taught them how like pad in the panty. I worried about like the menstrual, and I worried about like um, middle school and the bullying, and you know, girls and boys. And I remember the one time they were at um, Special Olympics track. And I was, like, looking for Sabrina, and that's when I realized, like, our community still wants to have boyfriends and girlfriends. She sat over by this boy that could have been, he looked just like he could have been their brother. And how old was she? She was, like, 12, 13, you know, like, right there, maybe 11, I don't remember. But it was middle school, because that's when they were in Special Olympics, they did, I put them in all the activities in middle school, mm-hmm. Girl Scouts, Special Olympics, bowling, soccer. And so we were at the track meet, and I noticed every time I would go somewhere with them, she never wanted to sit next to me anymore. She wanted to be around the boys. Her peers. Like this one little boy. He bowled. He did everything that they did. And me and the mom would just fall out laughing. I'm like, that could be her brother. Why is she? And, and, and then like we would go to movie theater and every, all the special needs people would go, you know, as a group and she would want to sit in the back. She stopped wanting to be next to me where Sydney still would want to like sit next to me, but Sabrina wanted to be along with her peers. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's a big deal. And I think that Cyrus Mm -hmm. more independent, like Sabrina, Mm -hmm. Sydney still needs hand over fist. Or just left alone. Yeah. Like, she's just, like, more like, I'm independent. I want to be left alone. I lock my doors. That's Seth. Mm-hmm. That's Seth. He wants to be left alone. He doesn't want any friends. He don't want no one touching his stuff. He don't want to touch anyone else's stuff. Cyrus is more into playing with the rest of the kids and getting the ball and throwing it at you. He wants you to throw it back. And, and that was important that when we figured out that one was developing their own style, to separate them so that they could have their own friendships mm-hmm. without feeling like Sabrina had to take care of Sydney. Right. And hover over Sydney because Sydney was her twin. Mm-hmm. So in middle school, that's why we were like, one could go to her home school, which Sabrina went to the school around the house, and then Sydney went far away, which when we separated them, that's when Sydney started biting and hitting and grabbing because she was missing her do- her 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 clutch, mm-hmm. she was missing her home girl, you know. So that was like big deal. I, I'm I'm happy that they are adjusting. So at this point, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk a little bit more about all the change. Okay. back exploring the changes parents deal with raising boys to men Sharona okay so some of the changes that I have noticed is Mr. Cyrus now likes to touch himself Mm. so um, I don't think he understands that that is something that should be done in private okay I think he caught a feeling maybe Mm -hmm. after exploring himself Sure. And so he sits on the end of the bed now um, and just does it when he feels like it. 
So I spoke with his ABA coach and therapist. And Who is that? John. Yay! I was hoping you said John. <laughs> John and Paige. Okay, new name. Mm-hmm. Paige is new? Yeah, she's been working with uh, Cyrus now for about a year, I think. Awesome. A year, and year and a half or so. Yeah, okay. Paige. She's really good. Okay. And so she works under the direction of John. Mm-hmm. And um, what we've decided to do was take pictures of the family mm-hmm. and then take pictures of the bathroom. Okay. And so we're letting Cyrus know that when he starts, because he also did it in, in therapy too. Mm-hmm. So we're letting him know when he feels oh, like there. he wants to do that, he cannot be around the family and he should be by himself. That's a good pec system. And then we show him the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. And then we put him in the bathroom to do it. Okay. So, he's so not, eventually it should like go to the bathroom. Yeah. When you feel like you mm-hmm. need to do this. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, are you planning on doing any of that type of um, visual at the school with the PEC system? Have you guys talked about that? Um, not really. So the school is still new for the boys and the teachers and the um, counselors and stuff is still new for me. Um, school isn't going too good for Seth. Mm-hmm. They're um, trying to put him in another school. Why is that? They think Break that his aggression and his behavior is too much for them. Mm-hmm. And so they, I, I personally, of course, everything is personal for me. Absolutely. I feel like, you know, they don't want to deal with him. Mm-hmm. They don't want to deal with the behavior. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to be kicked and hit or whatever. But at the same time, this is what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes it's coming. But to put, to, to put him in another school with... I mean, school just started in August. Mm-hmm. Why are we having so many meetings? Yeah. And the boys got suspended. Oh, yeah. They've been suspended. Talk to me about that. I didn't even know the children on the spectrum could even be suspended. They said that the school needed a break. Didn't we talk about that on the phone? Because I feel like I told we you did. that. I had Sydney a breakdown. Got, yeah, Sydney got suspended mm-hmm. one time because she um, lashed out at a um, student when they were transitioning from one class to the other mm-hmm. and they put her in mainstream transition. Usually they'll wait and they get to transition from one class to another in high school mm-hmm. without the crowds because of the audio and the stimulation of all the students train, um, transferring from one class to another, mm-hmm. you know, the hallway going from social studies to math. Right. And in high school, it's like three different levels that they had to hurry to get to their class before they were late. And they tried Sydney in the mainstream transition, mm. and it didn't work. She It was too overstimulating, and she lashed out at a girl, and she ripped the girl's shirt off. Mm. And she got suspended. And I think I told you that story. Yeah, you did. So they suspended him because They of... suspended them. They suspended both the boys. But for what reason? Talk to me about they, that. This is exactly what they said that pissed me off. The school needs a break. Wow. That's what they said. The school needs a break. Because I said, how can you suspend a child that's on the spectrum that has no idea what did what's they going do? on? Um, aggression, behaviors. Okay, their behaviors. Um, yeah, they, they said that they punched a teacher in the titty. Yeah. And they said that they wouldn't calm down and... This, that, and the third. And they said it's been like that for all week long. And they just felt like, you know, they, they needed, needed a, break. a break. And I said, well, breaks are for Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm giving them their medication. There's something are going on. Are they on, on a PIP? And- are they on a behavioral intervention plan? They are now. Mm-hmm. But I said, there's something going on that they're trying to tell you that yeah, you're just that not understanding. And, and they I can't said, verbalize it. 
before you suspend them right. or the school needs a break, why don't we call in John and the ABA specialist that's been working with them for eight years to try and teach you and show you what, you what know, works. could happen. I said, not only that, but their IEP is not being met. They're supposed to have a um, aid that's independently working just a solely with them. And that has not happened. And they started giving me all types of excuses. And I called the board of education and I called Good a couple of other people and they were able to get back in school the next day. Mm-hmm. And then they agreed to let John come in for two days and teach them different awesome. techniques and stuff. And so now Cyrus is their favorite, but Seth, they still want him to go. Okay. And I think it's because they don't understand Seth and they're not taking the time to understand him. They called me actually. And he knows. Right. They called, And he knows that mm-hmm. they don't get him. I think so. so that, oh, I know so. Mm-hmm. And until they get him, mm-hmm. he will show behaviors. Yeah. They he he they called me Monday and they they I can hear Seth in the background, and they're saying um, we can't get him to calm down. We don't know what's going on with him. He came in like a tornado. We don't know. He got off the bus kicking and fighting and da 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 da. So I said, well, what what's what? Let me speak to him. What's going on? And I, I said he's trying to say something, and he kept saying wash wash wash, and that means soda. So I told him he's asking for his soda. Come to find out, he left his soda at home. Mm-hmm. So it started on the bus when he realized, and he, he wanted the bus driver it. to go back and get his soda, his mm-hmm. wah. I don't mm-hmm. know why he pronounces it like that. Yeah. Everything else he can pronounce clear, mm-hmm. but both of them say wah for soda. Mm-hmm. So I said, he's telling you he left his soda at home. Just tell him that your soda is at home, it'll be there when and you it'll home. be there when you get there. So they said, oh, you want soda. So he immediately calmed down because he heard the yep. word that he mm-hmm. wanted to hear. Yep. Your soda's at home. Mm-hmm. Mommy said it'll be there when you get there. Yeah. And he calmed all the way down. The teacher, the, well, actually, it was the principal they had called me. Mm-hmm. And the principal was like, yeah, he calmed down. So it was just the soda. I said, yeah. I said, if you guys understand his language and get to know him, then you'll be able to communicate it with him better. Be a tornado. Right. So he said, well, I'll go to the vending machine and, and I'll get, get him a soda. Right. So he took him and got him a soda. And then he called me back at the end of the day. Easy He's breeze. like, wow, he had a great day for the rest Easy of the day. I said, but you know what I thought about? You should not have bought him that soda and showed him that vending machine. Because now now every day it's going to be, and he's going to know it's in that room mm -hmm, in that vending machine. mm -hmm. And it's going to, he'll kick that door down to get it. To get it. Yep. Yep. He'll start going in my purse, taking money. Before he goes to school, mm-hmm. he'll go in the teacher's purse because he knows smart that you have what? to put money in they're to get the walk. I'm telling you, they're smart. <laughs> they are individual children, adults, are smart as ever. Mm-hmm. They remember everything. Mm-hmm. And they remember how people treat them. And if they don't treat them well, that's when the behaviors start. Yep. So this has been a really, really good topic of conversation because I have a young lady, and I'll wrap it up. She wants to get on the podcast. I met her through Southwest. Mm -hmm. She has a son that is in, I believe he's in middle school or transition into high school. I put her with my cousin Robin because she's in Baltimore City. The bullying has started. Mm. And... um. He's gotten put out of school, suspended, oh. because he retaliated on the individuals that were not treating him well. And the one thing that sticks out to me is that he's um, in the anime, like cartoons, mm-hmm. and they, they, they tell him that he's a child. And they, like, 
call him like a baby and treat him like, you know, not his age. And he um, is verbal. So when people lash out to him, he lashes out back. But he wants to start a podcast with him and his mom. And um, she was like, what is his name? I can't remember his name. But um, she was like, I think that this will be a good thing for him to um, start talking because he likes to do, like, puppeteers. And, like, he has an um, Instagram, and he, like, has, like, like, these characters. Like, you know, he does all this stuff. So it's just good to talk about, like, the transition with people that are still dealing with the stuff that we have to deal with. There's so many moms out there like you that have to go into the school and be like, no. This is not right for my child. You guys are not service, servicing my child the way that the system is supposed to. And it's important that we talk about it. So I'm glad that we're back. You know, there's a um, real snippet on um, Sydney and Sabrina. Sydney and Sabrina are getting um, a new house manager. It's forever changing. Um, they're, they, um, this will be third house manager for Sydney and Sabrina. Mm. But they're... They're just like rolling along on their own time. They came over this weekend and Sabrina is Sabrina. She's the boss, but Sydney is transitioning back into wanting to be cute. She wants her hair braided. I did crochet this weekend and she kind of looks like Sabrina now. They look so Aww. much like twins. I can't believe it, but she just non-verbally told me that she wanted her hair done. Like mm. don't cut it anymore. She picked up the hair and she's like more this, this is what I want, and she wants to put it behind her ear, and she wants to be all cute now. Aww. So that's just a little snippet on Sydney and Sabrina. They're doing good, and they're healthy, and they're going to all their doctor's appointments, and they're striving, and that's all we could ask for. Absolutely. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Please, please, please download us and email us either at sissipinc at gmail.com and your email bluesbrotherstpc at gmail.com have a good night